Vera Payne. The pandemic shut down concert events across the world. Many promoters ended up pivoting to create virtual experiences for concert goers. Now that states are starting to open back up, festivals and events are slowly coming back online. Devin Lazama, founder of EDM Maniac, has announced two upcoming events, and he joins to discuss the steps he's taking to ensure safety. Thanks for joining me, Devin. Yeah, pleasure to be here. So tell me, when did you start EDM Maniac? Yeah, so it's a cool story. I'm originally from New York City, and I was living in New York basically up until I finished college. I went to film school in New York. I felt like moving out to California would be the best career option for me for film industry. So I moved out here, currently in LA. This was about like nine or 10 years ago at this point, and didn't really know anyone. And it was really crazy because I came from New York where I kind of kind of knew everyone, knew all the places to go. But I came out here really just knowing like two people. And I started going out by myself and just trying to be sociable and meeting people in LA. I stumbled upon a couple venues or like little nightclubs in LA that were playing dance music. I had been a fan of dance music for like a couple years. I was going to clubs in New York, going to festivals. But I wasn't like really, really into it. I was just like, oh, this sounds cool. But I was going to these clubs and they were playing some really good music. And I met some really cool local DJs who had been in the dance music scene for at that point, like over 20 years. And they've been DJing all over and they're from San Francisco and they were part of the original rave scene back over there. And they were telling me about these sort of underground parties that they do in LA. And I was like, hey, this sounds amazing. This sounds like like a really cool time for me to like meet new people and see more of LA. So I went to some of their parties and I was like, wow, this this is awesome. Met some new friends. You know, that quickly, you know, dance music really brings people together. And I noticed that, uh, you know, I started started having a group of friends that just kind of grew, grew into like a big family over like a year or so. And I said, you know, I went back to those same DJs and I said, hey, like, do you think I could like throw a party with like me and my friends? And they're like, yeah, let's do it together. So we did it together. And it was like at an illegal warehouse in downtown Los Angeles, totally illegal, um, but we had, you know, it was safe, but it was just definitely not legal. Had some great music. And at the time, Instagram was just getting started. So there was this new platform where you could take pictures and show it to people and put filters and write captions. And I was like, hmm, what if we used this platform to promote our parties? So I started posting about the parties on Instagram and, you know, it it was crazy. Like people would message us about the parties or they would contact us. The parties got really, really big. I remember one of the parties we did in Burbank, California, the police showed up and there were helicopters like circling the venue at this like illegal warehouse. And I was like, wow, like in that moment, most people would be really scared. But for me, I was kind of like, wait a minute, like when the cops show up to your party, it usually means you're doing something good. Like you've got a good party. I think I'm on to something here. You know, we had a lot of people show up. I remember there was this one party. It was like an all white party. And we made everyone dress in all white on like a last minute notice. We're like, hey, why doesn't everyone just wear all white? And I will never forget seeing hundreds of people in the streets of Burbank, California, wearing all white just because we posted on Instagram and on Facebook about these parties. And I said, wow, I think we're really onto something here. Because of that, I was like, wait a minute, let's 
let's maybe think a little bit bigger. Let's think beyond the parties. Let's think beyond just doing these warehouse events. And I was in the shower one day. And I was like, hey, what do we call this like company that's going to like do parties, maybe post pictures of festivals? And then EDM Maniac came to mind really quickly. So I remember just being in the shower and I was like, that's what I'm going to call it. And then I went on Facebook and started a official Facebook page, renamed the Instagram, and really started just posting a lot of content on there. And it was getting noticed really quickly because like EDM at the time, 10 years ago, was still very new in America. We got in at a time where dance music was just starting to like explode here. Because of what I was doing, you know, I was putting these like 16 hour days into posting on Instagram and posting on the website about all of these new festivals and, you know, shows that people should go to. I got, got an email from one of the biggest trance music DJs, like their publicist, asking me to fly out to Vegas to interview him. And I think that's when I really knew that Edia Maniac was a thing. And ever since then, we've been a publication. We do live events. We do COVID-safe uh, events. We do drive-in events. We do live streams. We have merchandise. And it's been 10 years of just growing the sort of passion of dance music and bringing people together uh, for me that has has been like the adventure of a lifetime. Wow, that's amazing. I can't believe it went from film school to being a legal promoter to now you're like at the top of your game. That's so cool. It's crazy to think that in film school, I like I loved film and I loved everything. I love I'm a creative person. So definitely what we do with Edia Maniac is like I still am there are some times where I get to do some really creative stuff, but it's crazy when you never know where life is really gonna take you or where what's next for what's your next step in life and how that's going to affect the next ten years right? or maybe the next twenty years. And it's just crazy to think that this idea of like, you know, loving something and being passionate about something could really lead to a career. You know, I, I like dance music. I love going to raves. I love partying, that sort of stuff. But like, I never thought it could be a career and to have the impact that we have right now. It really is so special and crazy to me to think that I'm doing this full time. And traveling around the world and writing about music festivals and interviewing DJs. And it just goes to show, like, if you really, really am passionate about something and you really believe in things that make you happy, there are ways to turn it into a career if you work really, really hard. And I like how you said you kind of flowed with the way life chose its paths for you. You didn't try to go against it. You kind of flowed with it. And with that being said, the pandemic now, this has affected yeah. all of, like, events, EDM concerts. I'm like, everything. How did you pivot during this time? So actually a really crazy story with just the whole pandemic is um, I had spent 10 years, like, you know, I wasn't really, I was working on EDM Maniac, but I was also working a full-time job to pay my bills. And I worked for some amazing companies like Apple. I worked at Hulu when there were just like 50 people working at Hulu. I've worked at some really amazing tech companies for the past 10 years in parallel of doing like EDM Maniac. And so I basically had two jobs. The corporate stuff, corporate IT stuff, you know, at the end of the day, paid my bill. I had health insurance. It just was the right thing to do. And so I was doing IT and tech for 10 years and I never disliked what I did. I love technology. I love the way that it can change people's lives. And I think working at Apple for about five years really impacted me there. But like, you know, the sort of corporate job 
not corporate, like a lot of them were startups, but like the sort of like nine to five, these IT jobs with great people. And this was almost 10 years of doing IT. Every time I would like get a new job in IT, I, w- I wasn't like super excited about it. I was just doing it because it really paid the bills. And like, it, I love technology, but like, it's still a job at the end of the day. You're still working for someone else's dream. So you're benefiting someone else, not yourself. On my ninth year of working for this last company, great benefits. It was, I was in the most senior level position I've ever been making the most money I've ever made in my entire life, almost six figures doing IT. And I had a really, really good setup there. I really had a really good job, great people. But then I was offered an opportunity to, uh, from another, you know, big EDM company to get involved with EDM Maniac, to, to, to be a partner with EDM Maniac. And by doing so, that would have allowed me to quit my job essentially and focused on EDM Maniac full time. Then the pandemic hit. So I accepted this offer and I accepted the offer and I quit my job, right? Because that's what I thought was going to be the path. Then the pandemic hit and the offer was rescinded from the company that sort of wanted to be a partner because of coronavirus. And they said, hey, like we can't put out this money right now. We're really sorry. And at, at that point, I'd already quit my job, my very well paying job. And I was making really good money and all of a sudden, I was out of a job, had to file for unemployment, and I was kind of just stuck at this crossroads. I was like, I either go back to doing IT, find another IT job, or I use this as a moment to really push forward with EDM Maniac. Dance music is fueled by live events, fueled by being in person, it's fueled by being next to a person in a festival. It's, it's real life energy. That's what dance music really is all about, human connection. And, you know, I said, you know, I could try to make this work, even though we're not going to have live events. And that's the kind of route that I took. I said, I don't want to go back to doing IT. I want to focus on this. And maybe this is the sign. And I said to myself, well, if I can make this work in the middle of a pandemic, if I can prove to myself that I can make things work, and maybe this is what I should be doing for the rest of my life. And took a couple months to really figure out what the next steps were going to be. Decided to contact some DJs, film a lot of virtual live stream content to stay connected to our audience. Then we had the opportunity to really take a risk by hosting North America's third drive-in event. So drive-in events have become very you know, normal now. But in June of 2020, they were definitely not a thing yet in America. And we decided to put on an EDM festival just with drive-in cars. It's very different than anything that had been ever done before in the U.S. They were doing it in Germany, but we did it and we did it really safely. You know, people were allowed to come outside of their car, but they were allowed to stay only in their sort of their car zone section. We had full production performers. We had fireworks. It was like being at a real festival. And that was a huge moment for us to pivot from doing these like warehouse parties, but to really look at sort of a new model. And that new model was the drive-in model. So we were able to do two of those, one in June and one on Halloween. And they were very successful. And we, you know, we, we learned to adapt and to find new ways to do things. And here we are almost a year after the pandemic started. And I feel like I have never been more creatively inspired than in my entire life. I'm 33. I'm going to be 33 next week. And I've never been so creatively inspired to do things differently and to push the envelope and to look outside of the box. 
And I think that's what 2020 sort of taught me was to look outside of the box. And we, we had a great year during the pandemic. We were doing all these live streams. We signed a couple live stream agreements. We were doing events in October of 2020. We signed a partnership deal to do COVID-safe, socially distant events in Austin, Texas. So we've been doing two shows every week since October in person with DJs, socially distanced, math, all that stuff since October. And we've, we've learned to, to find, you know, just new areas of business and to grow the community while staying safe. Now, when you planned your shows, how do you decide what artists will perform at your event? There was a lot of reluctancy from artists to do anything live for a really long time. So, you know, we look at demographics for the area. We look at how artists have performed before at that in that area. We're very analytical. We use a lot of data and look at Google Trends, that sort of stuff, to see what people are searching in, in certain areas of the country. Yeah, we use data and we, you know, we did our best to, to portray how we were going to do these events safely. And I'm, you know, very proud to say that between the two driving events, I don't know how many shows at this point, like maybe over 30 shows, we haven't had any... Um, and COVID issues. Well, that's amazing. I love that you guys are doing it COVID safely because that stuff is real serious. And But you, you know what? We also need to get out some. <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. So like next weekend, actually in San Antonio, we are doing our first, what we're calling transition event. We're excited to partner with Clear. They're sort of a leading expert. You might know them from like the airport security or that sort of stuff, but they have a new mobile health passport and that health passport links to COVID uh, results that you can upload. And we're partnering them f- with them for this uh, food and music, all ages food and music festival next Saturday in San Antonio, Texas, to really help bring us back to live safely. So people will have the option of signing up for clear, uploading their negative test results and have dedicated viewing areas at the festival. And they will also have expedited entry and dedicated access lanes. We understand that people want to get back to live events and we understand that Texas is also fully open, but we also understand that health and safety is really important. So we've decided to partner with this clear to manage, you know, manage the experience safely and to give people that peace of mind to let them know that, you know, if there'll be certain areas where people have signed up for clear, where they are around people that have tested negative, they're free to roam around and have a space just for themselves. But this is a transition event for all ages, and it's designed to sort of boost the local economy. And it's going to be all local food vendors, all local DJs. And we're basically using the same team that we did the EDM drive-in with to do this festival next next Saturday. Well, Devin, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you being here. For those listening, where can they find more information about your events in EDM Maniac? Yeah, so we live stream every Thursday night on Insomniac TV. Insomniac is the biggest dance music promoter in the world. Insomniac TV has over 12 million views a month, and they produce the biggest music festivals in person, but they also produce online content and live streams. So we have a partnership with them to do original content every Thursday night um, from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. Pacific. So that's 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. Central. We, you can check us out on tv.insomniac.com. For you know any updates about any future events, you can just go to edmmaniac.com. This has been the Mason Vera Payne Show. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to hear more? Head to wgnradio.com for exclusive content by Mason. Also, follow Mason on Facebook and Twitter at Mason Vera Payne. That's all one word. And don't forget to share the show with your friends.